A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. I'm Andrew McKenna. A match today that was a little too close for comfort. This time it came from Afghanistan as they took on India at the Hampshire Bowl. Nail-biting stuff to the bitter end for both teams, but it was an impressive hat-trick from India's Mohammed Shami, which sealed victory for them. Frustration for Afghanistan as they fell just short of a historic win. Well, welcome along to the following on podcast. I'm Andrew McKenna. With me, the former England spinner, Gareth Batty. Gareth, what a match. Yes, what a great game of cricket. I suppose it was almost an old school game of cricket with not dashes uh, of runs everywhere and the fours and sixes that you expect, but a real nail biter. And the celebration by India at the end, it was like they won the World Cup. I mean, it was was some game of cricket and that crowd have been uh, royally entertained today. What has happened to the World Cup? We've suddenly gone from 3.20, 3.30, maybe even a little bit more. Sri Lanka, 2.32 for nine yesterday. That's good enough to win by 20 runs. Today, 2.24 for eight. That's good enough to win by 11 runs. Uh, has somebody flicked a switch and this is now the low-scoring World <laughs> Cup again? <laughs> there has been a shift in grounds used, um, which has meant, uh, and for the greater good of the Asian team, spinners are coming into it a lot more great, with greater effect today uh, no spinner went above uh, an economy rate of four runs and over um, so it generally means that the scores are not going to be as high uh, if spinners can control that middle period like they used to do in one day cricket when you could have five fielders out now there's only four but uh, the pitches have just been that fraction sluggish um, which has made striking the ball difficult and uh, having the extra fielder up in the circle is not really affecting the game like it has done at the start of the competition Are you sensing then maybe a slight change in style of the games? Because, say it quietly, the weather forecast for next week is actually quite good and quite hot. Uh, Therefore, it should finally dry out some of these pitches and maybe we might get a bit more spin coming into the competition. 
Yeah, I think spin is here to stay. Um, certainly the, the teams that have been successful uh, very much rely on spin. Um, with the odd real quick guy um, in there, but um, the sort of early 80s guys are, uh, are not really finding a place in this World Cup at the minute. So spin is here to stay, that is for sure. And like you say, the weather's set to get into the 30s. Generally means that pitches dry out even more. What that does mean is there'll probably be more runs scored, but spin, we might see more sideways movement as opposed to what we've seen today, which is more sort of the, the slower early season stop that you get in the pitches that uh, we saw today having said that I, I still think that this wasn't a 224 for eight pitch um i surely india would have been thinking at the outset 260 270 it, it granted it wasn't a 330 340 pitch but he did feel that that india was somewhat light because that's sort of 30 to 40 over mark i mean at 30 overs 133 for three at 40 overs 175 for four that's that's 42 runs in between overs 30 and 40 and they only end up with with 228 so they put on less than 100 in the final 20 overs there, there didn't seem much intent was that actually common sense batting am i missing the point here no i i think it's the way that india play they try and take the game deep and they hope that an in-batter, which is generally one of the top three or four that's uh, generally in the 80s plus, and then they're looking at a, a Dhoni or a Pandya to have a really good 20 ball, 30 or 40, really just to kick them on. That didn't happen today, unfortunately. Dhoni, for the first time in about eight years, I think, was out stumped, trying to whack one out of the ground. Uh, found himself a little bit stuck. Um, but I think it just shows that India do have that little bit of a weakness in their balance with Shami coming in at eight. Most teams around the world are going to fancy bowling at Shami at eight. So there's such a heavy reliance then on the top seven to go in and play and certainly the top four to play with great responsibility. You and I have seen this guy an awful lot in the last few years in the IPL. Does therefore Rishabh Pant come into the equation? He is now officially in the squad, of course, uh, because of the injury to Shikha Darwan. Look, he could bat two, he could bat four, he could bat six, he could bat at eight. Does therefore his availability maybe come into it? Uh, does he maybe come in at, at four um, with, with um, Vijay Shankar moving down one? I mean, it, it, Pant looks too good a player to not be in this team. He's a wonderful player, but the, the one thing with, the, with Pant is he's very explosive. He doesn't mess around. He's not looking to take the game deep. He's looking to grab the game by the scruff of the neck as soon as he gets in there. Or certainly what we see in the IPL. I've not seen much of him in 50 over cricket, um, but the guys who've played against him a lot, 18 cricket and that sort of thing, just say it does not change. He keeps going at the bowlers, he keeps going hard, which is great when it's his day, but if India did lose a few wickets early on, they're wanting somebody to play with that responsibility. Whether Pant can do that or not is the question mark for his selection, I would think. Well, when I was chatting with Steve Harmison yesterday, looking ahead to today's game, we said, well, surely there's no way that Afghanistan could win this, and they haven't, but... Fair play to them. I mean, they gave it a right good crack. Gulbad in with 27, uh, Ramat Shah with 36, Hashmatullah chipped in with 21, Mohammed Nabi though, 52 from 55. Got it all the way to the final over when he was finally caught by Hardik Pandya off of uh, Shami to set up that Shami hat-trick to finish things off. It, it's one of those horrible ones that you, you, you end up probably using the phrase taking positives out of it. But actually, <laughs> Afghanistan will hurt like hell as a result of losing the game. 
but there are positives to take out of that. Yeah, and it just shows if 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 you get Afghanistan on the right sort of surface, whoa, they are tough work. They were magnificent with the ball. The three spinners, as I said before, not one of them going above four runs and over. Majib going at under threes. I mean, that's phenomenal when he bowls a lot of overs in the power play. But that man, Nabi. He loves a bit of uh, he loves a bit of a statement. Um, we saw him in the IPL this winter taking uh, early wickets and really putting teams on the back foot. And he had a wonderful day today. He bowled very nicely, got the big wicket of Coley, which you just expect him to do on that big occasion. And as he was batting near the end, there you just thought he's he's going to pop a couple out of the ground and get Afghanistan over the line. It wasn't to be, but. Um, like you said earlier, Afghanistan can keep their heads up very, very high. They should be hurting in the change room because they gave a great account of themselves and they had every right to win that game. But also on the flip side, when they wake up tomorrow morning, they should be thinking, hang on a minute, we, we nearly took down arguably uh, the best team in this competition with England and uh, we can take on uh, whoever comes next uh, head on. Well, let's hear from Jasper Brumra. He picked up the uh, Man of the Match award. He uh, took two for 39. That was less wickets than uh, Shami, who finished with four for 40. But he got the crucial ones in the same over. Ramat Shah and Hash Matullah. He spoke with Sky Sports after picking up the award. You know, that gives you a lot of confidence. If the captain has so much of trust in you, that gives you a lot of confidence to express yourself. And that helps me to keep a clear head whenever I want to execute. Now, in terms of keeping a clear head, of course, there's adjustment to conditions day after day and making sure you can deliver what you want. What did you have to do here in order to be effective? For over here, we saw that the wicket was getting slower and slower. So with the older ball, it was necessary to be accurate and bowl stump to stump. And in the end, then there's a big ground. So you rely, there was a little bit of reverse swing as well. So you rely on your Yorkers. So you can use your slower balls as well, but according to the situation. So it was a tight game, so I was backing my office. Now, you turned up in the middle of the game. That partnership was going quite nicely. What was your discussion with Virat? And did it go according to plan the two wickets in the over? So what we wanted to do that time is that sometimes when you run behind wickets, you don't get wickets. So we wanted to create pressure, take the run rate high. So that as soon as the run rate goes up, they'll have to take chances. So then that will create chances. So that was the plan. And it was a good day, so it worked. And as far as winning this game, you guys, not just you as the only bowler, a hat-trick as well for uh, Shami who comes into the side. How are you enjoying working as a group? That's very good because that gives us healthy competition in the side. We all train together. We are a very close unit. We all discuss with each other what do we want to do during the field as well. We talk to each other what are the plans and how the things are going. So it's always uh, very good when everybody's chipping in with wickets. So that's a great sign for our team. So that is Jasper Bumrah, the man of the match. What about his skipper, Virat Kohli? It's uh, right up there, to be honest. I mean, uh, we've, been, we've been playing some really good cricket and, um, you know, you, you expect yourself to win the toss and put up big runs on the board. Um, then you see the nature of the pitch slowing down drastically with three rest spinners and then you decide, okay, maybe 260, 270 max. Um, we thought 250, 260 would have been par, but 270 would have been an outstanding effort. A team like Afghanistan who has a lot of talent doesn't let you play the way you want to play. And then um, at half, halfway mark, we, we did ha- have some sort of doubts in our mind uh, what, what's going to happen in the game. But I think everyone had belief in the change room and everyone had collective belief that we can win this one. You talked about the pitch. Can you put your finger on the exact difficulty? Because when you batted, you were better than a runner ball and it seemed like, uh, you know, you found it difficult, yes, but you could get the ball away. Well, as soon as I went in, I, I sort of understood the pace of the pitch and I thought 
um, cross-batted shots are not on on this pitch at all. You got to play with a straight bat and I was able to rotate strike. Um, our short selection could have been much better. I think a lot of horizontal bat shots, um, you know, cost us a lot of wickets. So I figured out that playing with a straight bat is the only way you can get runs on this pitch. And you can't really take the game away from the opposition. You'll have to respect the pace of the pitch and sort of knock the ball around for ones and twos and work yourself into an innings. Um, but yeah, again, once you lose wickets, then on a pitch like that with three quality wrist spinners, it's always going to be difficult. And I, I thought Nabi bowled outstandingly well also. So yeah, they really put some some pressure on us in the middle overs, and um, as I said, our, our short selection could have been a little better. You needed to be on the mark with your bowlers. Tell me about Bumrah and what you think as you try and introduce him and remove him from the attack as and when needed. Well, it's it's simple. I mean, um, we want to use him smartly when conditions allow us to, and he gets a couple of wickets. He can have a longer spell because he can pick you four wickets in a spell. But if not, then, you know, he's a bowler that can do damage at any stage of the innings. And the opposition knows that he's got seven overs up his sleeve, so he can come back for a, for a wicket or two. And in the end as well, you know, the, the communication was to finish him off at 49, so that Shami has enough runs to defend in the last over. Um, and yeah, the plan worked out well today. I think keeping Chahal back for an over also worked well because he picked you a wicket. So, all in all, I think the bowling performance was outstanding. Yeah. You must be happy with your bench strength. Speak about Shami and also the guys who come in and seem to do well for your side. Yeah, look, everyone's waiting for an opportunity. I think Shami was really, really good today, especially his first spell. He was making the ball do more than anyone else today, um, you know, as, as far as his fast bowlers are concerned. So, yeah, he was waiting for an opportunity. He's been bowling really well. Vijay as well, he's come in. Uh, he's showing intent. He's fielded really well. So, look, we selected a squad because we knew these guys are hungry. They just want a, an opportunity. And um, it's an honor for anyone to represent their country in a World Cup. You happy with how you're tracking? Yeah, look, this, this game was way more important for us, to be honest. Uh, because, as, as I said, it didn't go as planned. But when things don't go your way, I think you need to show character and bounce back and fight till the last ball. And that shows the character of our team. So we can take a lot of heart from this win and uh, take the confidence forward. So as it stands, Gareth, India seem to be growing into this uh, tournament. Obviously, the no-result game against New Zealand in Nottingham due to the uh, washout, but they've won all of the other matches put in front of them. West Indies up next for India, then the game against England at uh, Edgbaston next Sunday. They certainly now appear to be getting into their groove. Yeah, I mean, they're a very well-drilled team. Uh, they all understand their roles. They've come off the back of a lot of short-form cricket in the IPL, and that's why they're, they're behind on the number of games in this, uh, in this World Cup. They just really do have too much world-class, I mean, absolute world-class batsmen, world-class bowlers, not to, uh, to make a massive impact and, and certainly progress uh, through the group stages. Um, they, do look, they do look magnificent, they really do. And today was a, probably a very nice shock for them and a nice little jolt just to say, look, yes, we are as good as we think we are, but on any given day, anybody can really take us to the line. And actually, they'll take a lot of confidence. Um, they bowl Bumrah that, uh, you know, the, the, the 40, 49th over so that Shami could bowl the, the, the last one. Uh, that just shows that they can be flexible. It's normally Bumrah bowling at the end, but they knew that they had to make sure that uh, they got to that, that sort of end one with, with Afghanistan needing too many. Uh, they've, they've faffed around a little bit with the batting order. Uh, Shanka going up the order a bit more today. Um, Dhoni going ahead. We've seen Pandya going in earlier throughout. The, they, they're quite flexible. They're quite fluid. 
and I think they've actually got players that play the situation. Um, and it was spoken about today when Donny was in. He plays what's in front of him. They're not looking too far ahead, which um, in the conditions that we're seeing, they're quite varied conditions up and down the country, is the best place to play. If it's a day when you can go out and strike it from ball one, do so, and they do. But today they had to be a little bit more composed and they got a total and defended it, which is uh, what the great teams do. It's interesting, isn't it? England put under pressure yesterday but couldn't see it through. India put under pressure today and do see it through. Do we read anything into that or was just yesterday a bad day at the office for England? Oh, it was a bad day bad day at the office, absolutely. But I, I think it's more the fact with ball in hand, I think had England have been uh, doing what India were doing and that was defending today, I think in, England would have won. I, I'm not uh, I'm not at all worried about that. Um, but I think when it was a lower scoring game, it puts that more pressure on the batsman. And if your batters are wanting to be very expansive, you second guess yourself a little bit, uh, throw into the mix a bit of Malinga magic. It was just a, a bit of a one-off blip. Um, and, and I don't see it being a huge issue for England moving forward. Um, they still look an absolute brilliant team. They had a little bit, they had a few things that went against them, unfortunately, um, you know, caught down the leg side and so on and so on so forth but um, no I expect England to come back hard but um, if the pitches are going to be a bit more like this one we saw today I actually like England defending as opposed to chasing Interesting. Uh, in the other game today, uh, it's uh, New Zealand against the West Indies. It's still ongoing uh, as we speak. We'll reflect on that one uh, fully in the following on podcast tomorrow uh, once we know the result of that. But Kane Williamson once again at uh, New Zealand post 291 for eight and Kane Williamson makes 148. How do you chase that down? Well, presumably you ask Chris Gale to get some runs. And uh, as I say, as we speak, he's just brought up his 50. So it'll be interesting to see how. Now, uh, that one uh, falls out. As I say, we'll bring you the full reaction to that one tomorrow. Uh, and speaking of tomorrow, small matter of Pakistan against South Africa. South Africa out with the washing. Pakistan have struggled themselves. How do you see that one going, Gareth? Is it almost a case of um, which team will play less badly? Yeah, I think it's playing for pride, isn't it? Uh, to an extent, Pakistan still believe that they can they can squeeze through with everything going their way. South Africa, they're gone, and they've been uh, they've been under par for for South Africa and what we expect. Um, they're, they're not losing uh, the tag that they get every now and again in these big world competitions. But um, now, Pakistan, I expect them to come through tomorrow. Um, they've got some uh, big game players that um, I expect to come to the fore uh, and really put, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately put the nail in the coffin for South Africa. Well, thank you very much, Gareth. That is it for now from the following on podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of it. John Norman will be with you tomorrow to bring you all the latest from the tournament and also bring you interviews with Jimmy Anderson and Luke Wright. So we look forward to speaking to you then. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe, 
for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.